0: Like a smooth jazz uh, radio station. 100 FM. Love Power Hour. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Welcome back to my episode where we today are going to go over what we talked about. I did a poll, I'm gonna get out of that. Um, I did a poll on Instagram and it was either between two totally different things. I don't know why I decided to pick between those two subjects, but we got magic shrooms and like how they work, not just, you know, talking about them, but how they work and also morning routines, which I believe are pretty important. Um, I think they're probably the most important thing you could do to start your day off is have a solid routine. And it was very close. I think it was like 54% was for the magic mushrooms and 46 was for the morning routine. So you know what, I'm gonna do both. Not today, but I'm gonna do both. I'm gonna go over the morning routine, but the magic shroomies worked. PSA, I am not condoning illegal activity. Anybody that is listening to this that thinks that I just go off and do a bunch of illegal shit and mushrooms. Um, We're just going to say this is going off of evidence-based practice and I do a lot of research on them. I listen to a lot of podcasts on psychedelics and also plants. I think plants is... Plant medicine is the future. It's also the past because it's been around for fucking since, like, before we were even created. But I believe, you know, fungi, the fungi kingdom, and humans work symbiotically. I believe that we are supposed to take this stuff, you know what I mean? I'm gonna go into that, but uh, yeah, I'm not condoning any illegal activity, okay? So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that I'm talking about illegal shit, okay? Do I think it should be illegal? No. Absolutely not. And there's a lot of studies to prove that mushrooms should not be illegal. They're actually decriminalized here in Colorado. Um, I don't really know what decriminalized means because, like, weed's legal here, but not federally. So, like, you can't be driving around smoking. Like, you could drive around and smoke a cigarette, which is fucking retarded, but you can't drive around and smoke weed, which I kind of get because you get high or whatever. But. Like, you can't be walking around. I understand, like, not in front of kids and stuff, but you can't walk around or, like, publicly be on your balcony and smoke weed here. Like, if you, like, the cops really aren't going to do anything about it. I don't think anybody's going to be a dickhead about it. They're just going to be like, hey, you know, don't do that. Put it out. But, um, yeah, it's kind of stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get the whole legal system as far as, you know, it's, you could buy it here, anybody over the age of 21. But, uh, mushrooms, they're decriminalized. And I don't really get, uh, the sense of that. I think you could grow them legally. You just can't sell them. Um, and you can't eat them, I guess, legally. I don't know. Whatever you do behind closed doors, I don't think anybody really cares. Unless it's illegal. Like child porn or something. Nobody really wants you doing that. And you shouldn't. So, I just want to go over why I believe that these, this this fungi is uh, the greatest. It's, it's the greatest. It really is. Psychedelics, you know? Psychedelics. You got ayahuasca. If a lot of you, I'm sure the majority of you guys know what this stuff is. Ayahuasca. You got dimethyltryptamine. Is it tryptamine or tryptophene? Dimethyltrypt, DMT. It's a naturally reoc- or naturally occurring substance that's in your brain. That's kind of like when people say like if they were in a near-death experience and they saw their life flash before their eyes, the DMT is released. Or like, like dying, they say that DMT is released from your brain. So you have like this rush of this like crazy, like you see everything from your past or whatever. You see this crazy, I don't know. There's a whole, I'm not going to get into that because we're talking about psilocybin today. But, and then you have MDMA, methyl... What is it? Methylen dioxymeth something. A lot of meth in this stuff. Lots of meth. Um, you know. Lots and lots of meth. But it's naturally occurring, meth. MDMA isn't, but you know. Is MDMA naturally I don't know. DMT is naturally occurring though. It comes from also frogs, I believe. There's a frog that releases it. I used to watch this guy named um what was it? Uh, something's pharmacopoeia. F- f- uh, it was a guy on Viceland and he was, it was a really great show. Um, ayahuasca. All that psychedelics. Now you got psilocybin. Psilocybin is the shroomies. Those are the mushrooms. I think people call them boomers too. I don't know. They just call them mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Not Again, not saying I take them. This is going from hypothetical Uh, instances okay hypothetical I've just done a lot of research on it I'm not saying anything out loud that I do them so (laughs) the active ingredient that is in the mushroom it's grown usually obviously you've all seen mushrooms now this is not saying that you should go around walk around and pick out mushrooms that you see they're growing on the floor Some of those can be poisonous. And technically, when you do take magic mushrooms, you are kind of poisoning your brain. But it's a different type of poison that nobody's... I was doing some research. I don't think anybody's physically died from only the mushrooms it had to have been like some type of like mixture or maybe they had a freak out or something but just like weed there's no cases where people usually like they, they don't die from this you don't die They're like in overdoses it's usually you get super super nauseous and you you know you're puking or whatever you're having an out-of-body experience which they say like 80% of the experiences that you have with mushrooms are positive positive. and this is research guys okay fucking research now, the active ingredient in the psilocybin is called psilocin, and that's what does the magic. So that is, this is basically, mushrooms have this because it's actually a defense mechanism. So when mushrooms are out in nature and, like, plant, I mean, plants, uh, insects are coming around and eating it, the psilocin, basically, like, say, if ants are coming and eating up the mushroom... The fungi releases this salosin when they're eating it, and the ants actually it lose it makes them lose their appetite, so they don't want to finish eating the mushroom, which is pretty cool. So it's actually a defense mechanism, just like you know, skunks shoot out stuff out of their ass or whatever anal gland that is to make them to make people like go away because it smells bad. This is basically the mushroom's anal gland spraying out some silocin, and well you actually it doesn't spray it out but you're the you know the ants digest it and then they lose their appetite and when you take mushrooms you actually lose your appetite as well you don't have an appetite for like four to six hours do not take it to go on a diet it doesn't work cellosin also so it's that active ingredient that does the magic so let's go over the adult brain the adult brain runs on an automatic software so it's like a computer it just runs on this something called the default mode network so it's active all day long it's your everyday consciousness it's you know your your thoughts about like when you're walking down the street and you see something and you talk about it or everything it kind of is like linked to your ego so it's everything that's like your fears and like your anxiety and even like I, don't, I think it's like linked to happiness too, but like everything that you go throughout the day is your default mode network. And as you're a kid, you don't really have that because that's why our, our imaginations are so crazy when we're a kid because we're not like, we're not programmed yet. So as you grow older and you go through more in life, you get this default mode network where you're kind of just. You know you like you kind of put up like walls and stuff, and you have your fears and your anxieties and your your nervousness and you know whatever it is that you have that's your default mode network, and it's hard to think outside of that neuronal network per se because you know being adult is hard, and we have to put up these like we have to make this this network and this software we have to build it up internal software because. We're just trying to survive. That's what the brain does. It's trying to keep you at equilibrium and it's trying to make you survive. So anything that usually causes you anxiety, your brain kind of pushes away from that. And anything that causes uncomfortability, it pushes you away from that, which the majority of the time, sometimes, I mean, it helps mainly, you know, like if you see a dangerous situation, it's telling you to scatter, but other times it's not that great. So it plays off of your ego basically, and now psychedelics this is where they come into play. So, psych, quote unquote, s or p s y c h, like that little thing, actually is I don't know if it's Latin or something, but it equals the mind and soul. So, psych, like your psyche, is your mind and your soul, and delian or like delic, that word, the this is it, is it a suffix. There's prefix, and then there, I don't know what that is. But the, the last part of the word means show or reveal. So psychedelin or psychedelics is basically like showing your soul or showing your mind. It's opening up your mind to show you, and it's also, it's like mind expanding. So, now I'm going to get into how this works. The psilocin molecule, which is from the psilocybin which is the active ingredient in magic mushrooms. The psilocin, they're both active ingredients, but psilocin is eaten, like you eat the mushroom, and then psilocin is the the thing that's digested into your system, like it's digested from your stomach, and then the mushroom releases that, and then that's when it gets absorbed, and then it goes to your brain, and it, it just creates some fucking magic. So psilocin molecule is actually the exact replica as a serotonin molecule. So if you take the psilocin, the chemical molecule, molecule, and the molecule, and then you take the serotonin molecule. They look exactly the same, and that means that silocin is a serotonin receptor agonist. So it's not an antagonist, like you learned in ENC eleven oh one about light, or you probably learned that way earlier than that. Like an antagonist of a story, it's like the villain. It's actually the agonist. So it's like the ally. It helps. So serotonin receptor agonist. It binds to the serotonin receptors in the brain, but without damaging them. So you could take mushrooms and it doesn't, like, I think, um, like they say, I don't know if acid does, but like meth and, you know, like, fucking oxy and stuff like other stuff that like fucks with your molecules or not your your receptors it um this doesn't do that so when you eat the psilocin it binds to those serotonin receptors which kind of gives you that like like that you know serotonin is actually it plays a role in like your your appetite and your mood your sleep and it's actually called 5-HT2A which is uh, like I, I don't know. A lot of people, whoever is listening, like if you, if you've taken like Molly or ecstasy in the past. Again, this is not me saying that I do, but a lot of people know that you take five HTP and it's a serotonin uh, precursor. Serotonin receptor precursor. It does something basically. It's like a naturally occurring. It helps keep those those serotonin like the little receptors open. So. Basically, that's what psilocin does. So, it binds to those serotonin receptors without damaging the brain. And the psilocin causes a trip. So, it's it binds to those receptors and the serotonin, but it's like a heavy dose of serotonin. Okay? Like, it's binding to those receptors, a lot of receptors, and it's causing this, like, flush of, like, crazy good feeling but sometimes people get a little bit anxious about it, but the only reason why you get anxious is because you have no idea what the fuck is going on. Nobody's ever experienced this before. If it's your first time taking mushrooms and you take it to a point that they call it like, not a hero dose because that's like 10 grams and over, but like when you take like a solid two or three gram dose, it's something that you've never experienced before. So obviously as humans, we're humans of habit. Anything that causes a change or the unknown freaks the fuck out of us so that's why some people have these bad trips because they're freaking out because something is happening in their brain where they're like holy shit I don't know what's going on but in reality it's it's like if you just sit with it and you surrender and you just let the plant medicine it's medicine do its job it fucking does wonders okay I'm telling you and this is you know I've heard that people have some crazy trips and yeah they freak out at first and then they kind of just surrender to it and know that you're not going to die and they just sit with it and then they let that fucking medicine do its work and usually with psychedelics it's it's showing you your your un, the con, the unconscious mind so like it's showing you the stuff that's happening behind the scenes in your brain that you don't see every day Okay, so we use, it's basically like, I'm sure like everybody, I don't know if it's true or not that we only use 10% of our brain. I don't think that's true. I think we use all of our brain, but there's certain parts that aren't formed yet. Like there's certain parts that aren't opened yet. So there's doors going on inside the brain that are closed off and some of them are open and the open ones are the ones that we use every day, like for, you know, vision and hearing and like common sense and like thinking and speaking and all that stuff and like anxiety doors and like you know fear your little ego door that sits there like all these little like pathways that are open but I think that there's other doors that are closed off that that's what these psychedelics are supposed to do they're supposed to open those up so you see more of what's going on like inside your brain there's so much more to life than just like going to work or school and studying and having a family and then going and like going to eat and then basically like waking up, eating, working, shitting and then going to bed. There's just, there's so much more to life than that. And I think psychedelics kind of open that up. So if you think about it, the The psilocin causes a trip, quote unquote, that connects those brain regions that normally don't talk to each other. And this is, it's crazy that there's not that many studies about this because it's been illegal for a long time, but finally they're doing studies where it shows MRI scans of the brain and a brain on a placebo versus taking the actual psychedelic or, and this is in mushrooms in this case, the brain connections it's like a fucking, like, it looks like Christmas lights. The whole brain is just, the, there's so many path-waiters, path-waiters, <laughs> pathways that are connected after you take this, this uh, the psilocybin. It's amazing. There's one picture that I'm sure if anybody Googles magic mushrooms on the brain or, you know, how magic mushrooms work on the brain, you're going to see that picture. It's two circles put side by side, and there's... The left one is the placebo one where people think that they're on the, the psychedelic. They think that they took it. And then there's kind of just a couple little like brain pathways, you know, going on. But then you look at the right and it's a fucking plethora of different colors. It's beautiful. It's like a piece of art. So think about like the brain is like an orchestra. Like you have your, your wind. What are the, what are you? I don't even know the parts of the orchestra, your wind instruments and your, your, your drum instrument, your bass instruments. I don't know. There's different parts of the orchestra that are playing separately and psychedelics is the conductor. So it's basically telling all of these things to work together and come together and make a fucking beautiful song. I like that. I like that reference. So, with psilocin or psilocybin, it increases the visual cortex activity. So it changes your perception of the way that you see things. So, from what I've heard, a a friend that was on it um, basically, she saw shit that she has never seen before. Okay? She let it. She stopped and she just, she surrendered to the medicine. And she was just sitting down on her balcony and looking around. And the clouds were fucking insane. They had like different, everything was, I don't know if anybody really knows, like, what is that word called? Oh my God. Universal geog- or geometry or something like that. Something about geometry. Everything looked it had geometry to it, like the clouds were like in these octagons, and like the trees look completely different. And I, so she was with another person, and the other person had eyes, but around their eye, obviously they have eyes, but around their eyes there was other eyes turning around those. So it was like a, it was something that she cannot even explain and that's how a lot of these things are when people take psychedelics because you can't explain it. it's showing you something that is there that it's opening up your mind to understand that there's so much more to this life than just the mediocre one that we're living. Okay, and it also decreases the activity in that default moat network, which is usually run by your ego. So it creates a more of like a loss of self. So you don't really pay attention to who you are. You don't pay attention to the ego. Like the ego is like, I am like, I am Jessica. I am a nurse. I am, you know, afraid of doing this and I'm good at doing this. And like, I hate this and I don't like this and I do like this. It completely wipes that out. So you aren't really focusing on who you are. It's just opening up your mind to look and to be more present in the moment and you're just noticing how fucking beautiful the world is. The, the colors and the vibrancy of everything. And it has been shown that, like, this trip is in this, like... It's just, like, it it helps you discover yourself. It's hard to put into words. And I think that's because it's only supposed to be, like, experienced. It's hard to explain something that's only supposed to be experienced. Um, and you gain something that you can't see. Like, you gain a sense of... Uh, like, this is done, and I'm going to go over, like, the studies that have happened, but you just, like, you gain a sense of, like, openness. It's it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. So, there was a, um, a study. Now, I'm just going to go over because I believe that science is important when it comes to this stuff. So, Imperial College of London did a study. Now, there's not that many places that have done studies before. There's only been a couple, and I think, like, New York... Was it New York? I think it was New York. I thought I wrote it down. I I think it was New York. But, um... So, Imperial College of London. It showed that the brain literally turned off. So they they put people, obviously it was like a, it was a controlled study. They took people and they did the scans of the brain and the psilocybin literally turned off that part of the brain that controls maintaining our sense of self. I don't know exactly what part it was because I didn't write it down, but this kind of showed that people with depression, so... People with depression and also people that are like cancer patients and stuff that are going through tra- like traumatic things or people that have PTSD, they have this, this um, like their strong way of overthinking, it's because their brain is being overconnected. It's too connected in the wrong areas and the other doors are closed in their brain. So, and that's what shows, it's like a study. If you look at people who have depression, their brain looks completely different. It just does. And <clears throat> there was like a five-year study that they did that showed that people taking controlled doses of these psychedelics, and this is also like LSD, I believe, and it's, um, ayahuasca is a big one, but um, people taking these, the psilocybin, for five years, they did a study, and it showed that these people with like cancer patients and depression patients It basically showed that it was like a surgical intervention without the surgery for the mental illness. Because depression is a mental illness. It's a very serious thing. And a lot of people think like, people joke around saying like, oh, I'm so fucking depressed. But it's a serious thing. Depression is fucked up. And so is PTSD. And it's because the brain is just hyper-connected in the wrong areas. So doing this, it kind of opened it. it, the, The mushrooms helped disconnect the people from that sense of self where they felt that that depression and it opened up so many pathways in the brain that they were able to like just see things differently and have a different perspective on life and that's why I think it's just in I you know I'm not I'm not saying that you know I do illegal shit and I'm not saying that anybody should but It's just, I believe that it's the future for sure. I believe that plant medicine, they've been around for so long. Why do you think they're here? And why would we have like, like we have, think about it, cannabis. If you, this is a known thing. We have cannabinoid receptors in our brain. Humans have cannabinoid receptors in our brains. Mushrooms are the same molecule as serotonin, which is a receptor that's in our brain. Why would these things have these, like, you know? Like, they're part of us. They're part of us. We are one with plants. I think we are one with plants. And after, there's been studies, and people will tell you that after psychedelics, they feel more connected with nature. You feel like you're, you know, it's just, you know, I've heard. (laughs) <laughs> so that is kind of, there's not much that goes on with the study of this, unfortunately, because they're illegal and they're a stage, a stage, they're a, uh, a class one drug. So they're up there with like fucking, you know, with marijuana, which marijuana was class one, I think, but not anymore. But, um, just like a drug because, and really the reason why is because we don't know how it works. We know how it works when we have, like, you know, big pharma and the pharmaceutical companies create these drugs. We know how they work. So it's easy to classify them. But when you have a, a, you know, a plant that does something that's out of this fucking world and you don't know how it's really working, it's hard to classify it. You know what I mean? So I understand why it's a class one drug. I also just think that it's, like, maybe the fucking cure to, like, world peace. (laughs) Or the, you know, like the, the thing that will cause world peace. I just think it would open up so many brains and stuff like that. So I just want to, you know, I just wanted to get into that. I think that it's a very important thing to know about because I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of it. And I, not me, I uh, have this theory, it is me, I have this theory after, um, you know, So I visualize something sometimes and I was going through a moment in time where I was visualizing something and I kind of noticed that this visualization was just, it was like mind blowing to me. So I was drawing and I started drawing little people just follow me where I'm going with this because I know this is like random but I I started drawing these little people and if anybody's ever played the Sims game I was addicted to it when I was a little chubby kid and I used to eat like cold hot dogs with cheese in them and like mayonnaise sandwiches yeah um, and I used to sit down in front of the the computer and play Sims. And you know how they have those little green diamonds on top of their heads? I started drawing people, but they had open books on floating on top of their head. So like big Harry Potter looking, like thick Hocus Pocus type of book, like that big book with the eye in it. Which is really weird that it has an eye, isn't that weird? But so they, it's the, they have this book on top of their head, and I I drew them when they converse with somebody or they have a conversation with somebody, there's like words and sentences are being floated over into this person's book. So every time that you, and I think that this kind of, it was my way of thinking about life. So it's kind of like how you say your brain is a computer. And every time you, you talk to somebody something is being registered inside your brain. Or every time that you experience something, something is being registered inside your brain. And I just took this as like, you know, more old-fashioned. It's a book. So every time that you travel somewhere new or you experience something new or even you taste a different food, you're putting more information into your book. And then I kind of drew that and then I drew older people and their books were bigger and bigger. And you're filling up more pages in your book. And I kind of started thinking about life that way. So I believe that like everywhere that you go and everything that you experience or don't experience has something to do with your book. So, you know, I my whole life I lived in Florida and that's all I knew. That was my book. That was my chapters, my different chapters. There was living in Florida. And there was like my teens and then my, you know, going through nursing school and like my heartbreaks and stuff like that. Those were all chapters in my book. And now I'm living in Colorado and I, dude, it's fucking, it just poured 17 inches of snow in Vail last night. It's pouring over here. I've never experienced, like I've never experienced this in my life. So I believe my mouth is getting dry. I believe that every, I'm now experiencing this Colorado chapter of my life and my book is getting bigger. So I just think it's like a way to look at life that you want to fill up that book as much as possible. You want to make that book fucking interesting. So at the end of your life, hypothetically, I don't know what you believe what happens like after death, but when you die, would you want to go back and read that book? Is it going to be a small little like flip book that may like a magazine, a flimsy magazine where there's not much but just gossip and fucking like celebrity news and that's all you know about and you know like f- fast diets and, and you know stupid information and not that it's stupid because a lot of people like that stuff but you know pop culture shit anything like that or is it going to be a fucking book that's filled with a lot of information that like it just makes you a filled person like your brain is filled with so much stuff and experiences that you're going to want to look back and you're going to want to read that book and that's how I've been living life where I kind of believe it's like I'm not being a yes man but like yeah like anything that kind of comes my way it's happening for a reason and I'm taking it as a lesson and I'm just going with the flow of it and it's literally led me to Colorado and it's led me here and it's leading me to go to Arizona next month. And it's leading me to to having a plan to do, you know, just traveling and stuff. And having a life that's not only work and eating and fucking and shitting and then going to bed. Like it's not, that's not all life is cracked up to be. There's so much more important shit that we have that we could be experiencing to fill our books. So every time that I talk to somebody new, I'm so present in the moment. Because I, they're filling my book up. If it's some obviously, if it's something that I don't want to talk about or they're annoying and I don't really feel like a connection with them, I don't listen. And I'll but I I'll, I'll tell them and then I'll walk away. And this is usually happening at bars or something like that. I'm not that rude, <laughs> but like when I'm when I'm sitting with somebody or even through like text message or so, like talking to somebody new and something is interesting about them, I'm locked in. And sometimes people might feel weird about it because I'm so locked in that I just want to know everything about them. Because everybody has a different story. And they have their own book. Share your fucking book with me so I could fill up my book more. And I can get more of your lessons and everything that you've gone through in life. I can get that information. And then the next time that I talk to somebody else, it's like a ripple effect. The butterfly effect. You know what I mean? It's a domino situation of just... Not the pizza. Delicious pizza, though. Really bad for you. But, you know, it's just the domino effect of, like, you know, you're getting information that you need from one person because you take the information that you need. If you're listening, that's what that's the information that you're taking. And then you could use that for somebody else to help them. So it's just, it's very, it's a weird way that I kind of, like, made this concept in my head that I visualized on a random Tuesday. Um, But yeah, that's just, that's that's how I've been living life. And I think that you just need to write your own book. And you need to fill your book with fucking amazing shit and memories and stuff that you're going to want to remember and you're going to want to read at the end of your life. And that's why one of like my, and I don't have fears in life because I don't believe living in fear is like, you're not supposed to live in fear, but... My one fear that I will say that I have is going to the end. God you know, God willing that I get there. And then me sitting on my deathbed and regretting not doing things. And regretting not filling my book with as much as I could. And that's a big thing for me. Um, yeah, so I think that that's a cool way to look about life. Is just, you know, don't say no to everything. And everything that's uncomfortable, if it's uncomfortable, it's because it's like the universe is telling you to fucking push towards it. Not an uncomfortable situation with some douchebag that's hitting on you. If you're uncomfortable with him, you walk the fuck away. But if it's a situation where like, you're kind of like leaning towards doing something, but you're kind of nervous about it, fucking go for it because you're going to feel uncomfortable just for a little bit, but that's where the growth happens and that's where the stories and like, that's where your book gets written and that's where these chapters come in. So, and I, you know, I just, that's, that's where I, that's what I think about. Um, it's really important and i think about that a lot and i write about it a lot cuz i want to i want to have a badass book i want to have a fucking thick ass harry potter book or like an encyclopedia of like just a bunch of shit that's happened in my life that i could look back and be like damn i lived you know what i mean and that is the result of mushrooms so liberating really it's a beautiful thing um Life, you know, I'm not saying to do mushrooms or legal um, substances, but I believe that plant medicine is the future, and fuck, yeah, it's um a lot of people have said that it is very eye opening and makes you very connected with the universe and spiritual in a sense. That's not like an annoyance spiritual thing. You're not like I don't like people that like shove their opinions down your throat. But, you know, like I post a lot of stuff on my Instagram. And if you don't like the stuff that I'm posting, just unfollow me. It's really not that big of a deal. But if you do, then you kind of get it. You know what I mean? So my feelings won't be hurt if you unfollow me. Because we're just on two different paths in life. And I'm on my journey. And I'm writing my book. And you can write your book however you want it. But the people who are and they kind of get what I'm saying. It's just a badass way to think about life. And that's my opinion. You don't got to listen to it. But... That's it. So, I hope you guys are warm because it's fucking cold here. It's not even. It's 32 degrees, which isn't even that cold. It was like 3 degrees the other day. But it is dumping snow. Dumping. And I was supposed to go to Vail this weekend. And all of the roads are closed, so that's fun. Um, alright. You guys have a fabulous Friday. It's the fucking weekend. And... I'm looking forward to Monday because Monday is seriously my favorite day of the week, I have to say. Um, Yeah, so enjoy your weekend. Be safe, whatever you're doing, and have a great day.